What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Gridiron Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Adams, and today I'm going to be covering a Week 12 recap and a Week 13 preview of college football. Let's get to it. All right, everybody. So kind of like last week, you're noticing Keith's not here with me right now. We're having some scheduling issues. That's kind of what's going on with this. So uh, again, like last week, I'm going to be doing the college football episode. Keith's going to be doing the fantasy football and the NFL review and preview episodes himself. Uh, Hopefully we'll get this straightened out soon. But for now, uh, you're stuck with me. So I'm going to go ahead and get going. Uh, We had a big week of college football this last week. A lot of a lot of big games, uh, some big headlines in college football, so I'll be covering those and be covering some of the the upcoming games this week because we have some huge matchups in week 13 of, of the college football season. So to start off, uh, we're going to start with the top of the, you know, top of the country, uh, best team in the country presumably at the moment, uh, the LSU Tigers. Uh, playing Ole Miss, they beat them 58-37. Joe Burrow, 489 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, with Tua Tonga Viola now out for the season, which I'll discuss a little bit later. Uh, and Jalen Hurts kind of leveling out just a little bit. Uh, Joe Burrow, I think, honestly, probably has the Heisman locked up, um, especially after this performance. He'd need a couple really bad games coming up to to lose it, honestly. So, uh, good win by LSU, though. Um, they stay atop the college football rankings. So, um, getting to number two, though. The Ohio State Buckeyes, the team I've said all year, I think is the best team in the country. Uh, they just dismantle Rutgers. Rutgers not a very good team, but it was a it was a game that Ohio State should have won big, and they won big. Uh, so they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, they look good doing it. Justin Fields, three hundred and five yards, four touchdowns. They win the game, fifty six twenty one. A bit of an upsetting game for me, honestly, uh, or not upsetting, but disappointing game for me. Uh, the number three Clemson Tigers play in Wake Forest. Uh, I've, t- I talked about a few weeks ago, Wake Forest off to their first, I think seven and one start, uh, or six and one start in a decade. Uh, they were off to a, a, a really great start. They've kind of stumbled over the last month or so of the season. Uh, I had high hopes for this game going into, you know, Wake Forest going into Clemson and, and Clemson just dismantled them. Uh, 52 to three Trevor Lawrence, 272 yards, four touchdowns, uh, Travis Etienne, uh, 121 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Clemson is starting, you know, they, they looked a little slow to start the year. They're starting to come around. They're starting to look like the defending national champions. They're starting to look like a national championship contender again this year. Uh, so they're hitting their stride. Uh, at, at the perfect time of the season, honestly. So uh, definitely something to watch out for. Uh, another big game, the first really big game we had of the week, uh, number four, Georgia playing number 12, Auburn. Uh, I, I mean, it, it was a uh, Georgia pretty much dominated the game um, for the most part. They were up 21 nothing after three quarters. Auburn scored two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, made it look a little closer than what I think it really was. Uh, it was a good win, uh, offense, defense, special teams, everything for, for Georgia, uh, really solidifies them in in that playoff conversation. Honestly, they're, they're at least staying in that conversation. So, um, getting to the game with probably the biggest headline of the week though, we had number five, Alabama playing, uh, Mississippi state, uh, Tua Tonga Viola, as I'm sure everyone has heard dislocated hip 
had some other injuries on top of that. Uh, he's scheduled to have surgery here soon. He's out for the season. Looks like they're not expecting him to be able to even do passing drills until probably the spring. They are expecting a full recovery, which is great. Uh, there were there were reports early on that it was a, a similar type injury to what ended Bo Jackson's career um, and with a mobile quarterback that's never good. Uh, but it does look like he'll be ready to start throwing in the spring. So assuming he still gets drafted high, uh, which I think he will. I think he's still a top 10 pick, probably not number one anymore, but a top 10 pick. Uh, I, I expect him to, you know, hope, hopefully he'll be able to be ready for training camp this next season and actually be able to contribute to whoever drafts him this season uh, or this next draft. Um, obviously a devastating injury for Alabama. Uh, they've got Tua's younger brother, actually, who's a true freshman on the team. And they got Jones uh, who started the Arkansas game when Tua was out. Um, he looked good in it. He's going to get kind of a, a warm up game this week, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but it's still a devastating injury. If Alabama does manage to squeak into the playoffs, uh, they're not going to be the team they should be. Um, they'll still be a very good team. They'll still be an elite team, but they're not going to be as good without Tua, obviously. So, um, huge, huge headline there. Uh, and then moving on to some of the other playoff contenders, Oregon 34 to six over Arizona, Justin Herbert looking like a, a first round NFL draft pick, uh, presumed top 10 pick, honestly, uh, 333 yards for touchdowns, Utah number seven going against UCLA, UCLA had been, had gotten hot lately. Um, and then they ran into Utah and just got dismantled, uh, 49 to three, uh, game was never even close really. Um, so kind of a disappointing game for UCLA, but I really thought with how they've been playing lately that they would give Utah a little bit better run, but, um, did not happen. Uh, another, another really disappointing game for me. It was a great game. Don't get me wrong, but a disappointing game was Minnesota got knocked off, uh, 23 to 19 against Iowa. Iowa gets that signature win against the top 10 opponent. Um, Minnesota's quarterback was knocked out, uh, with a concussion, Tanner Morgan. Um, the offense kind of sputtered a little bit. Um, I mean, it was that kind of Big Ten slugfest game we've we've come to expect over the years. So um, not a bad loss by Minnesota. I mean, they lost to a top 20 team. Uh, they're still inside the top 15. They still only have one loss on the season. It was a great win for Minnesota. Uh, like I said, a top 10 win for them. Uh, really gets them back on track. They're 7-3 and three now inside the top 20. Um, and then Penn State. Uh talking about them 34 27 against indiana um this is a game i was i kind of marked on my calendar a little bit with how indiana has been playing this year they're seven and three overall uh they're a better team than most indiana teams have been in the past so i i, I didn't walk into it thinking it would be a, a an easy win for penn state and it wasn't i mean penn state really worked for this for this win i mean it was a, it was a one score game uh peyton ramsey for uh indiana 371 yards in the air uh, uh, I mean, it, it was just a good back and forth game, uh, high scoring first quarter. I think there were 31 points combined in the third quarter or in the first quarter, 17 points combined in the fourth quarter. The middle quarters were a little slow, but, um, good game. Um, good game. Um, good win by Penn state sets up that Ohio state matchup, which I'll talk about here shortly. Um, and then moving on to, to what I think is probably one of the last, uh, playoff contenders, honestly, uh, Oklahoma with a 25 point comeback, uh, against, uh, Baylor, um, 
we'd been talking about, I thought Baylor was a little underrated this season. Uh, they needed this win for that signature win to, to really catapult them into that playoff contention. And, and I really thought they had it. They were up 31 to 10 at halftime, I believe. Um, and then Oklahoma came back and outscored them 24, nothing in the second, you know, second half. So, um, I, it was a great win by Oklahoma. I mean, they got a, they got a top 15 win. Um, they're still nine and one. They're still in playoff contention. It's not a bad loss by Baylor. I mean, if your only loss on the season is to a top 10 Oklahoma team, then that's, that's a good season. Uh, Jalen hurts 297 yards four touchdowns in the air. He had another 114 on the ground. So, uh, he had over, you know, over 400 yards, uh, of total offense and four touchdowns on the day. So, um, still a great game, but still keeps him in that Heisman race. So, uh, and keeps Oklahoma in the playoff hunt. So, uh, just kind of moving down the list. We'll talk about a couple other little games. We're not going to cover all of them this week, but some of the games that could impact the playoffs, uh, Florida 23, six over Missouri, Kyle Trask, 282 yards, two touchdowns, uh, a game I mentioned last week, uh, that Keith was actually at Wisconsin, Nebraska, Wisconsin, 37, 21, uh, Adrian Martinez actually looked pretty decent for Nebraska, 220 yards, one touchdown, Jonathan Taylor, though, unstoppable. It seems like anytime those Wisconsin running backs go against Nebraska, you just can't stop them. Uh, another 204 yards, two touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think he's, if not the best running back in the country, I think he's probably top three, no problem. Uh, and then another game I discussed last week, Michigan against Michigan State. Uh, went about how I thought it would. Michigan, you know, a little, actually a little surprising, honestly. Uh, Michigan 44-10 to 10 over their in-state rivals. Uh, Shea Patterson, 384 yards, four touchdowns. It really looks like Jim Harbaugh has that offense clicking. Uh, Michigan State, uh, they're just having a rough season. I mean, uh Typically, it's the offense that doesn't show up and the defense plays well. But this week, it was the defense didn't show up, the offense didn't show up. No one showed up for him. So, uh, unfortunate season, but I'm sure Michigan State will turn it around next season and, and they'll be back to that, you know, eight, nine win type season that we're used to seeing out of them. Uh, and then Notre Dame playing number uh, 23, Navy. Uh, 52 to 20 win for Notre Dame. They just, I mean, it, they annihilated Navy. There's no. No ifs, ands, or buts. It was 38-3 to at halftime. Uh, Ian Book had five touchdowns. Uh, Malcolm Perry for Navy actually had a, uh, 117 yards, so that was nice. Um, but uh, it was a good win for, for Notre Dame, a top 25 win. Uh, again, I don't think it's – it was a bad loss for Navy in terms of what the score was, but when you lose to a top 20 team, it's not a bad loss. So uh, Cincinnati 20-17 to over South Florida. Cincinnati stays – uh, at nine and one, again, they're only lost to Ohio State. So, um, I, I mean, in terms of the non-power fives, they're definitely up there as one of the best. Uh, and then they're in or they're in conference rival Memphis, forty-five twenty-seven over Houston. Houston obviously having a bad season. They're three and seven, one and five in the conference. Memphis, number eighteen in the country, nine and one overall. Uh, a great non-power five season again. Um, going on right now, honestly. And then Iowa State upsets Texas, uh, 23-21. Uh, Texas had just got back into the top 25. They ended up losing, getting, you know, falling out of it. Uh, Texas had a nice comeback attempt in the fourth quarter. They outscored Iowa State 14-3 to in the in the fourth, but uh, ended up falling a little shy. Uh, speaking of non-Power 5 teams, though, Boise State 42-9 to over uh, New Mexico. 
they're nine and one, six and zero in the Mountain West. Uh, again, I'm loving this season for these non-power five teams right now. It's it's there's so much going on with them right now, with SMU, with Boise State, with Memphis, with Cincinnati. Uh, there's just a lot of a lot of hope out there, and like I said, I really hope it spurs that conversation of of should we have more play more playoff spots. Uh, I think it will eventually, maybe not this upcoming season, but it will eventually. Uh, Oklahoma State thirty one thirteen over Kansas. Uh, they were up thirty one nothing after three quarters. Game really really wasn't even close, but uh, Chuba Hubbard uh, twenty three carries, hundred twenty two yards, two touchdowns for Oklahoma State. Uh, they kind of secure themselves inside that top 25 now. They're 7-3 and three overall. Uh, Kansas State kind of falling off after that big win against Oklahoma. Uh, they lose to West Virginia uh, 24-20. West Virginia outscored them 10 nothing in the, the fourth quarter for the comeback win. Uh, hopefully Kansas State can really kind of get this season turned around and uh, win a couple games late and, and finish with a, a good respectable record. But they are bowl eligible, so that's good for them. Uh, and then Appalachian State, another non-Power 5 team, uh, 56-27 over Georgia State. They're 9-1 and now. Uh, I mean, they're they're looking great. Uh, I mean, it, like I said, with all these teams, Appalachian State, Boise State, Memphis, Cincinnati, SMU, um, all these legit top 25 teams, uh, I mean, you've, you've got to, we've got to start that conversation of should there be more playoff spots, should there be – uh, you know, a guaranteed playoff spot for a not for the highest ranking non-power five team. You know, there'd have to be some stipulations. You know, maybe a a non-power five team inside the top fifteen, um, kind of thing, uh, is guaranteed a, a playoff spot. So, um, there'd have to be some stipulations on it. But, um, there's you know, to me with with how close everything is, and you know, having 120 plus uh, Division One teams, four playoff spots simply, it's it's not enough. Uh, not saying we need 24, not saying we need 34. I'm saying we need at least six or eight. Eight would be perfect, I think. I think any more than eight's a little too much. Eight would be perfect. Six would be better, but eight would be perfect. Um, but moving on to to week 13 um, again I talked about some of the games uh, earlier in the episode we have some huge matchups this week uh, starting with number number two Ohio State playing number eight Penn State um, this is again Ohio State I think is the best team in the country top to bottom um, this is a huge game for them uh, if, if they win uh, if they win I mean they're they're almost assuredly in the playoffs almost obviously they still need to win their conference championship game but uh but if Penn State wins I mean they open that door um to to where whether they should be in or not um and they open the door to whether a one loss Penn Ohio State could still get in even if a Penn State now we have an SEC situation of you know LSU Georgia Alabama are all one loss so how many of them do you put in that conversation also begins if Penn State beats Ohio State because does Penn State deserve to be in with one loss does Ohio State deserve to be in with one loss uh so that conversation uh will start being had if Penn State upsets Ohio State um I think Ohio State again top to bottom uh best team in the country uh so I I think they're gonna I think they're gonna end up taking this one um, but again, I, I do believe it's going to be a close game. Um, moving on to the next one, we have Alabama playing Western Carolina. 
this will this will be the second start for Mac Jones. Like I said, Tua uh, Tonga Viola is out for the season. Uh, I'm sure we'll see his little brother mixed in, uh, the younger Tonga Viola mixed in, uh, and he'll probably see some reps in this game. But Nick Saban talked about Mac, uh, Mac Jones being the lead dog, taking the reins, running the team. It's his team now. His role has changed. Uh, he gets an easy game against Western Carolina. Uh, this is kind of something that really annoys me about the SEC is a lot of these these SEC teams, uh, you know, they really they kind of puff up their schedule at the end of the season. Uh, you also have Auburn playing Samford this season or this week. Uh, and if you look in the last half of the season, there's just a lot of a lot of while other teams, Ohio State's playing Penn State and there's a lot of in state or in conference rivalries. You have the SEC playing a puffed up schedule a little bit. So um Kind of annoying, honestly, because it seems like they still, you know, Alabama's going to go out. They're probably going to put up 60 points against this team, and they're going to probably jump a team in the in the rankings for playing nobody, whereas, you know, Ohio State will probably stay number two despite beating the number eight team in the country if they are able to do that. So a little bit annoying, but it is what it is. They've been doing it for years. It's going to stay like that. Um, I'd like to see – I don't mind them playing these games, but play them early in the season – uh, what everyone else does. Don't don't play don't play these types of games late in the season. There's no point to it. You're not getting anything out of it, uh, and football's not getting anything out of it. So, uh, but moving on, we have number ten Minnesota looking to rebound uh, against Northwestern. They should be able to win this game. It should be a big win, honestly. Um, I mean, hopefully they'll turn that season around. They'll get back on track. I still think they're they're if they're able to win out and get into the championship game and win the championship, I still think they have a legit argument to get into the playoffs. Um, but we'll see. We have, I talked about a second ago, we have Auburn, uh, number 15, playing Samford. Um, again, a, a low-level non-conference opponent. Uh, should be an easy big win for Auburn, honestly. Uh, number 17, Iowa, playing Illinois. Uh, Illinois is having a, a decent season. They're 6-4. and four. They've got some good wins. They're 4-3 and three in the Big Ten. Um, this is actually kind of Big Ten uh, conference, you know, conference jockeying here because they're both four and three right now. So uh, whoever comes out on top will be ahead of the other, obviously. And um, despite Iowa being a high, uh, being a higher ranked team, but if Illinois can win this game, um, they'll be seven and four. They could honestly squeak into the top twenty five at that point. So we'll have to see. Uh, Oklahoma State at number twenty one playing West Virginia. West Virginia just upset Kansas State. We'll see if they can pull another upset. Uh, uh, Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State is expected to miss the game. So Oklahoma State will be down their starting quarterback. So that could play into it. But Chuba Hubbard, 259 carries, 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns on the season. Uh, just absolutely crushing it. I think, again, uh, he and Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne, I think, are the three best running backs in the country. Uh, I don't think he gets as much uh, hype and, and publicity as the other two. But Chuba, Chuba Hubbard is is just as good as the other two, I believe. So um, Iowa State back in the top 25 after beating Texas. They're playing Kansas. Uh, should be should be an easy win for Iowa State, honestly. I'm hoping for a close game, um, but it's probably going to be a, a, at least a two to three score game, I believe. Uh, number 16, Notre Dame playing Boston College. Uh, again, it, it's, a, it's a power five team, not a great power five team, but it, it'll be a solid game for them. Uh, keep Notre Dame kind of floating around that that top 15 area. So uh, Appalachian State playing Texas State, number 24 overall Appalachian State. 
Uh, Zach Thomas, their quarterback, almost just shy of 2,000 yards passing, 18 touchdowns. Uh, uh, Darrington Evans, their running back, over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns rushing. Uh, they've got a well-balanced offense. Uh, they run the ball well. They throw the ball pretty well. Um, I think they're going to win this. I think they're going to stay inside the top top 25, at least I hope so. Um, and then you have Georgia, number four, playing Texas A&M. Again, this is a game a lot of people are probably going to give to Georgia pretty easily, but this is going to be a tough game. They're coming off a, uh, a tough win this past week um, against Auburn. Now they're playing Texas A&M. Uh, again, Texas A&M is no slouch. Seven and three, they're a good team, uh, and they, they have the talent to upset Georgia if they could put it all together at the right time. Um, number 13, Michigan, uh, on a hot streak, five and two overall in the Big Ten, eight and two overall uh, nationally, playing Indiana. Uh, we talked about it. Indiana just, just played uh, Penn State to the wire. Um, it was a good game. I think there's going to be a good game between uh, Indiana and Michigan. Uh, we'll see if Michigan's offense can keep going, if Penn, or if Indiana can can keep it close and have a shot at the end. You know, they may be able to pull the upset, but we'll have to see. Uh, and then Baylor, number fourteen, looking to rebound against Texas. They're both coming off losses, in-state rivalry, uh, conference rivalry, also actually. Um, Sam Ellinger is having a great season. I think what's really let the Longhorns down this year is their defense. Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're not running the ball amazingly well overall or, or individually, but as a team, Texas runs it pretty well. Um, it's a different guy every week. Uh, sometimes it's Ellinger, sometimes it's Ingram, sometimes it's Johnson. Uh, Devin Duvarney, uh, is having a great season over a thousand yards receiving seven touchdowns. I got Colin Johnson. Uh, Texas has the talent to beat Baylor, um, and they're both going to be hungry for that win. Uh, Baylor needs this to, to stay in the playoff hunt, to stay in the, you know, to really stay in the big 12 title game hunt. Uh, and Texas needs this to, to rebound. They need that signature win. They need to get going. Uh, and we'll see if they can do it against Baylor. Uh, then you have U, uh, USC number 23. They've, they've somehow managed to sneak back into the top 20, 25. Uh, they were looking pretty rough earlier in the season, but they've really kind of rebounded. Uh, they've had some nice wins recently, uh, after going two and two, or sorry, after going one and two in non-conference play, they're six and two overall in conference. Uh, they're playing UCLA. Uh, like I said, UCLA had been in a hot streak, uh, for a few weeks until they played Utah uh, and Utah ended that pretty quickly, but I still believe us or UCLA has a pretty decent talent. I think this is going to be a closer game. Uh, it's not only a conference rivalry and an in-state rivalry, it's an inner city rivalry. So, uh, always a heated game, uh, always a fun game to watch. So uh, should be good. And then we have SMU uh, nine and one taking on Navy. We just talked about Navy playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame obliterated them, uh, but I still believe Na- Navy's a good game. They run the ball extremely well. Uh, they control the clock. Um, we'll see if they can slow down that high-powered uh, SMU offense with uh, led by uh, Shane Bouchelle. Uh, Thirty-two hundred yards passing, twenty-eight touchdowns. Uh, if Navy can control the clock, uh, they could keep this one close and potentially upset SMU. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, Wisconsin coming off that big win against Nebraska, playing uh, Purdue. Uh, Wisconsin looking to stay in the Big Ten title hunt. Um, probably not in the playoff hunt anymore, but if they could at least stay in the Big Ten title hunt, I think they'd be pretty happy. Uh, number 18, Memphis playing South Florida. Uh, Memphis looking to, I mean, looking to keep rolling. They've had some big wins this year. 
they're they're looking to keep rolling against South Florida. I think it'll happen, honestly. Uh, LSU playing Arkansas. Uh, Arkansas is just not very good. I mean, they're they're losing to to everybody basically. They're zero and six in the SEC. Um, they're zero and six in the SEC. They've got two losses out of conference. Uh, only two and eight overall. Um, I think it was Western Kentucky last week or the week before. Just just tore them apart. Uh, I can't imagine what LSU is about to do to them, but it's it's going to be ugly. Uh, and then we have number 19, uh, Cincinnati playing Temple, uh, against Cincinnati's only loss against Ohio state. I think they're a much better team than people are giving them credit for. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, late in the season, if we can get that, uh, Cincinnati Memphis matchup, see what happens there. Uh, could be, could be a huge game, honestly. So, uh, definitely a game to keep an eye on. Like I said, I'm, 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 I'm over the moon about these non-power five teams, uh, being able to do what they've done this season. So uh, we'll see if they can all keep it up. And then we have uh, number six, Oregon, playing Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State, they've they've fallen off recently. Uh, they're only two and five in the Pac-12. Uh, they were in the top 25 there for a few weeks, actually. Um, but we know that they have the talent to, to upset teams, to, to beat some really good teams. Uh, they just seem really inconsistent. But... We know the talent's there. We know the coaching is there for Arizona State. We'll see if they could pull off the win against Oregon. Oregon's number six in the country at nine and one. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they can do. Uh, should be a fun game to watch, honestly. And then we have uh, the five and five TCU Horned Frogs going against the number nine overall Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, again, Jalen Hurts, 3,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, uh, 980 yards rushing, 15 touchdowns. I mean, he's... Any other year, I think he's the clear Heisman favorite, but Joe Burrow's just having an, in, an insane season right now. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is still in it. I think if he can end the season with a few big games and, and Joe Burrow kind of slows down just a little bit, uh, Jalen Hurts, I think, is, is still in the race, but he needs a little bit of help. Uh, number seven, Utah playing Arizona. Uh, Arizona, not very good this year. Utah's just mowing people right now. I think Utah takes this one pretty easily. And then the last one we'll talk about, Boise State, 9-1 uh, going against Utah State. Uh, Utah State, they got Jordan Love at quarterback. I, th I mean, he's he's an NFL-style quarterback. He's a, he's a good NFL prospect. Uh, he's got some talent. They're 5-1 and one in the, the Mountain West. They're playing uh, Boise State, obviously. Boise State's undefeated in the Mountain West, uh, looking, to, looking to keep another or non-Power 5 team in that top 25. So I think Boise State takes this one. Um, but look out. Cause like I said, Jordan love is an NFL style quarterback. Um, he, he, he will play at the next level, I believe. So, um, just kind of keep an eye out for that. Um, and that's really all we have for the games, uh, this week. That's the recap of last week, the preview of this week. Um, again, I, I think there's some huge games this week. There's going to be a lot of questions answered this week. Um, I'm a little disappointed that some of the high ranked teams are kind of playing nobodies, but there's still some big games, like I talked about, the the Penn State-Ohio State game obviously being the biggest one. Um, but there's there's some big games. We're going to get some more answers in terms of the playoffs this year uh, or this week. Uh, we'll see if Mac Jones can be the leader that Alabama needs him to be, um, all, albeit against inferior competition. But he's still got to go out. He's still got to play well. That's a game Alabama should win by 50 points at least. Uh, 
And so we'll see if he can, if he can do that and put that together. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this week. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot happening. Um, these next few weeks in college football, when we hit late in the season, we hit the conference championship games and that'll kind of lead us into the Heisman, uh, presentation and into the bowl games and all that. We have a lot to look forward to in college football. Uh, I'm looking forward to covering it over, over the next, you know, month and a half or so, give or take. Um, I, I think there, we're about to have a lot of fun. Um, we'll see how the playoff race shakes up. Um, we'll see if, if the SEC gets two teams in, if the Big Ten gets two teams in, which which conference gets left out. Um, will it be the Big 12? Will it be the Pac-12? Uh, will it be the Big Ten if Ohio State loses? Uh, there's a lot of questions, a lot of questions that could be asked coming up. I think we're going to have to ask some of them and, and we'll get the answers to, to some others eventually. So um, thanks for listening to the episode. As always, if you like uh, if you if you like what you hear, you like NFL football, you like college football, you like fantasy football, check us out at gridironauthority.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, uh, or anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, any of that stuff. Check us out there. Give us a like. Give us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions. Uh, and again, thank you for listening. Hopefully next week, Keith and I will be back on the same shows again, and our schedules will line up better. If not, I'll see you again next week by myself, and Keith will be taking over the NFL and and fantasy shows himself again too. But hopefully we'll be back together next week. Again, thank you for listening. Check us out online. Check us out on social media, and I will see you next week. Have a good day.